Hello, welcome to Percolating Collaboration, the first ever Revisto podcast. I'm Jason Howden, the Chief Innovation Officer at Revisto. I'm excited today to interview Armin Gokassian, founder and CEO of Revisto, to share his stories of collaboration within the industry. And we're all eager to understand why Revisto, why you're so passionate about transforming the construction industry, and hear a bit more about your background. I'm passionate about using Revisto, sharing my experiences with a global uh, user customer base, um, but I want to hear from you. Why Revisto? Okay, I'll dive deep dive to the very roots of the of the beginning. Try to actually even realize myself why I started this, because you know, when you're passionate, you never kind of think about it, right? You just get going. So um, uh, it was back in 2000. Seven, when um, at that time I was um, head of the business development of the Swiss company that has been developing and deploying a 3D GIS systems to informational, and it was why 3D, it was kind of GIS was pretty uh, known technology, and uh, the innovative part of that company was that they added the 3D aspect to the GIS. So they've been building the GIS on top of the GIS. They've been building the 3D uh, buildings of the cities and with all the layers of information um, behind it. So that was back at that time. Then, um, you know, I understood that um, the metadata and the data behind the uh, models and the buildings are so important because you can take a lot of, uh, you know, make a lot of right decisions if you have access to it. So we've been working, uh, the long story short, we've been working with the mayors of the cities because, you know, it's been um, a, a very heavy, pretty heavy systems and closed systems because of the security aspects and stuff. Uh, by the way, that's a company have been developed uh, uh, the addressing system of Dubai at that time. There was no addressing system whatsoever oh, wow. at the, in Dubai. Yeah. So we've Isn't the created most of the, the world whole, back then. We have most we of hope, the world back then would, would have been like 2D CAD. Yeah, yeah. But it was the 3D. I mean, in, in Dubai, it was um, in 2005 to 2007, we've created the, the whole 3D GIS system of Dubai with an um, kind of addressing system because it used to be always that you were saying the name of the building and then you got to kind of understand where it is located. But anyway, I guess they, they even, I'm not really sure if they deployed eventually or not and how they deployed, but that was the whole purpose of creating the 3D GIS system of Dubai and implementing and creating the addressing system for the for the whole city. So anyway, so what, during that time, you know, we've had a lot of projects with Singapore, China, Dubai, London, Paris. Uh, and these are the cities that have been, you know, basically going uh, pretty often um, and meeting the people uh, uh, in the city development, because this, this is the tool for city development and the mayors, right? Uh, and, and and this is the time when I was seeing and witnessing that uh, these guys have literally nothing from the uh, data perspective. They have their physical maquettes that we're showing. And this is the part of the city we're going to be building. And I'm like, how on earth? And I'm not at that time from, you know, kind of construction industry. And I'm, I'm like, how on earth you're going to build not, uh, really well and efficient in showing on a physical maquette, which does not have any dimensions, does not have any real kind of data that you would make you do the right decisions, uh, whether this type of building, that type of building that you would need, you know, what would the recreational zone, so on and so forth. 
And this is the first kind of strike that, you know, I had in my head, which was kind of boiling and boiling since 2005 to 2007. And I've been kind of carrying that baby inside of me with understanding what is it, you know, why these people, when at that time also technology has been developing pretty fast, that we are living in a uh, kind of the world of technology that, you know, we're not using any of the, this industry does not use any of the technology, which was already available in order to ease their life and make them make it efficient. And I started to say, okay, what is what are the hurdles? What are the obstacles? Why they're not doing it? I've been talking to the myriads of architects, the myriads of city architects, planners and stuff. And of course, they were kind of doing on 2D uh, at that time. There was no beam whatsoever. It was just the beginning of a beam and nobody was really kind of uh, caring about that. And it was all about papers, 2D you know, drawings and stuff. And I'm like, okay, what is it that you have that cannot be absorbed um, by this technology or any technology that can help and bring your efficiency? So I started dig deep into it and started to kind of understand, okay, the, the data is pretty heavy. I understand. Um, okay, what is it that we can do? Because I've been doing the 3D GIS. I've been already thinking with a three-dimensional uh, perspective. So why we can't, why we're looking on a 2D drawings, if we can do a 3D building and then make the right decision because human eye sees in 3D. And yeah. if you see in 3D, in 3D and you look... Well. We live in a 3D world, and in and if you show me anything in 3D, you don't have to explain me. And when you're showing me in a 2D drawing, you're gonna say, "Oh, imagine this! These draw uh, these lines are actually the walls." You know what I'm saying? So that's actually silly to talk about in that format if you have already a 3D and it's been developing pretty fast at that at those times. Uh, if today the you know the the keyword key everywhere is AI, uh, back in 2000 it was uh, everything was 3D. Even advertisement were saying you yes. know 3D things and stuff. So it was a kind of a keyword because the 3D was developing pretty fast. And I'm like, why can't we do that? If we do the 3D GIS, why can't we do the 3D in this world? And in 2007, that company actually got uh, acquired and I was proposed to go to, as a VP of business development in that company, a new company. I said no, because I had already that idea that I want to bring uh, and disturb this kind of disrupt this industry with a new method of communication and, and uh, showing the data them. And uh, the idea was because I did some tests and stuff and I had it um, in that company that I've been working some uh, 3D guys and I was kind of telling them, okay, can you give me, can you take this data and then put into a 3D environment and show me if that would work uh, or, or or not? And I was doing some tests and I saw that it, it's, it actually works pretty well if we use a gaming technology. So that was the whole, and I'm sorry to be long, but there was the whole kind oh, of thing behind it. Why? And then I, in 2008, I founded the company. So I, I didn't accept that proposition, uh, that proposal, that offer. I basically founded the company with bringing a, I didn't have anything, any idea what I'm going to do, just a very general idea that I want to bring a gaming technology into this into the AAC world, and I want to di uh, disrupt that the way people are communicating. That was the whole idea. I mean, if somebody would say, "Okay, what are you going to do?" I didn't have any business plan. I didn't have anything in my mind. In my yes. mind, it was all about bringing that technology into the world, into this world, and every single kind of step, every single day I've been working uh, within the new company already that I founded is to figure out and understand what is it. And that's where 
I started to dig deep into it, BIM, because that was the 2008, and BIM started, especially in US, because the business overall, we started in the United States. It was uh, all about BIM. Yeah, yeah, it was Revit, you know, the, and it was the time, and you would remember better than me, uh, when Revit and SketchUp were basically, were think, industry were thinking, okay, whether it's going to be Revit or SketchUp. SketchUp or is going to do, yeah. yeah, SketchUp is going to do uh, a, a competition to Revit, or it's going to be just Revit, right? And all yeah. of this did, did a great job on me. kind of promoting, of course, uh, the Revit because there've been all other uh, authoring tools, and it's still there are uh, a lot of great authoring tools. But that was just kind of a perception. If it's a BIM, then it's a Revit. And and SketchUp and people were saying, okay, we can do in SketchUp because it's very easy to use it stuff. But SketchUp, you gotta actually support the metadata of the buildings because you're not you don't have any metadata. And it was kind of in that, we were at that phase when industry, and I've been kind of traveling, of course, to uh, Autodesk University shows, to the, you know, BIM shows and the AAC shows that have been going on and talking to a lot of industry people and digging deep into that. So every day, and, and what we've started to do, we've started to kind of understand under understand that, you know, that, that problem, what we can do. And then the real first business idea was, okay, let's bring this data from Revit and SketchUp. So we've identified two platforms. And then with a click of a button, because people are busy, et cetera, that you know, we were understanding you don't need to do a lot of stuff. With a click of a button, it would convert your data into a gaming world where you have more user-friendly interface, very fluid and, and easy to navigate model that you can navigate and see the things that you will not necessarily see those things in a Revit format because of you would see, but other people could not, you know, cannot, they simply cannot use Revit to, to see it. So that was the first kind of thing of which we've done for Revisto that, you know, that just one click button uh, with a click of a button, it brings your uh, more data, model yes. data, and the model itself into into the three D uh, gaming world. And then from that, it started. So awesome, awesome! And it's good to get that that history and that background. And I remember fondly the um, everybody talking about you know BIM's going to be a fad, and you know things aren't going to change. And Jason, you're crazy. You know this BIM 3D stuff, why are we wanting to invest in this? So I'm keen to understand, and I think a lot of our customers in the audience would like to hear a bit more about why gaming technology, why why did you choose the gaming technology over some of the other technologies of, of that era um, that were developing 3D models? It simply absorbs more, a lot of heavy data, and then it keeps without distortion of that data, and it gives you an ability to effortlessly uh, manipulate the uh, the model without you know in a intuitive way again we're talking about intuitive way of doing I mean, uh, you know generations were coming already who were gamers who understand very well to kind of manipulate and even in generation of a gamer even if you would give somebody at that point we were having already the iPhone uh, versions that coming out because the first version of Revisto came out in 2010 uh, 11 uh, and in 12 actually in 2012 we've presented in uh, Autodesk University show this is when people were saying you're crazy uh, who who needs a gaming technology into in AC world we're serious people we don't give a damn about gaming and stuff i'm like it's not about gaming it's about bringing the gaming technology into this world facilitating the way you guys are communicating and giving you a platform that can broaden your audience that access uh, having an access into into that data that because broader people are going to be from your project are going to be um 
involved in the communication, more feedback you're going to get, better outcome and result you're going to have. It's all about communication, right communications. So that was kind of me, uh, you know, uh, trying to explain why, you know, I brought that game in. And, and, but simply from technology perspective, it simply gets, uh, uh, have an ability if you're coding right, brings a lot of data and uh, uh, into it and then kind of turn into a gaming environment, which uh, which is which is very fluid and you can manipulate gigabytes of data, massive gigabytes of data, tens of gigabytes, hundreds of gigabytes of data in a very fluid way. That was the only kind of, and the second thing is that don't forget, I came out from outside industry in 2007. I wasn't from a construction. I came with the idea. I mean, it's like looking at what you guys are doing in your box, but I'm saying, why can't you bring this and then glue with this and it, you're going to have better things. So I had at that time an outside box view that I just said, you know, gaming is just not just gaming technology is going to give you a lot of usability, a lot of fluidness and a lot of power. That was it. Yeah, yeah. And having been a, a, a customer prior to joining Rivisto for many years, um, I've witnessed firsthand that the power that the gaming technology has actually delivered in real life projects and fostering those kind of connections and that collaboration with clients, um, people who aren't necessarily technical um, and used to working with complicated BIM tools. Um, Rivisto is, you know, simplified and, and you know, essentially gamified um, collaboration in the construction sector. So that um, you're very passionate about collaboration. I am too, but I also know that you're very passionate about coffee. Um, yeah. And, you know, we, we are here uh, percolating collaboration. I'm pretty keen to hear a little bit more about your coffee, uh, you know, journey and, and why you're so passionate about coffee. I, I've tasted your coffee and it's exceptional and it would give the best cafes in New Zealand a run for their money. <laughs> I just, you know, I'm kind of a person, I, I would say that if I do something, I do really profoundly. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to do profoundly well. And I like to kind of dig deep into it. And it, it was the same with the coffee. So when, when I, uh, when a friend of mine actually said, you know, all the coffee you guys are drinking are, are bullshit, you know, this is the coffee and how you have to drink the coffee. So he showed me. And uh, this is when it, it all started. And, and I started to dig deep into it. Okay, what type of machine I should have? What type of granary I have? What type of beans? Uh, that beans are actually cannot be used within a year. You should use within, you know, uh, within six weeks, eight weeks max to have the whole flavor and stuff. And I and I loved it. And I started to do myself, and and I, uh, kind of kind of fostered into it, and and I liked it. And that's that's one of my passions right now. And I love to make coffee for everyone in our new Revista office. I'm gonna also put the uh, professional machine that I have in my house that uh, anybody who will come to our office, I would be uh, doing some barista work for them. Do, do you see a, a future world where maybe Revisto can help bring good coffee to the world and um, maybe there's some Revisto coffee machines on construction sites um, energizing not... people to, to do more? <laughs> I think I think we're going to do that with, with our product. We're not going to kind of pivot, go do anything else because we're great in what we're doing in in the collaboration and uh, and uh, creating and and developing the product and uh, that energy is going to be given through our features and through our you know great product yes yeah and now that we're almost um you know 20 years on since you first um had that kind of vision and that uh, enigma to uh, launch into gamifying construction um 
what are you thinking about um, for the future? You know, you mentioned a wee bit about AI. How do you see game of, gaming technology, AI coming together to, to really change the construction industry? Where, where do you think it might go in another five years? I think, I mean, it's too early to say right now because, again, it's there are too many things going on. But I think the, the part which could potentially be useful for AI would be maybe clash detection part uh, where, you know, if, if any repetitive uh, clashes or repetitive way of doing clashes are done, could be analyzed and then proposed, suggested. Again, I'm not, uh, you know, the way we've, you know, that better than me as a user of Visto, um, that even the clash detection we've created, we haven't created an automated clash detection that does everything for you because all the projects are different. Yes, we have automated clash detection, but that automated clash detection is tuned by you, tuned by the user, and the power still stays behind the user. And uh, because they know there are so many aspects in, uh, in a project that could be specific and they're so important to be um, uh, encountered. That's why we always give that flexibility that it's not that you know you're sitting you know, on a chair and everything, it does everything for you. No, we're giving you a flexibility of doing automated, semi-automated or 100% manual. And then uh, basically uh, structure the work of yours the way you want to, that would give you more efficiency. So on AI perspective, again, I think the uh, we're, what we're going to be witnessing and looking on where we can potentially in the future use and again we'll see how it goes it's it's only on that part maybe on different we'll see but right now we're in a mode of kind of looking at it because again still the construction industry right now if you're looking at the uh, usage of the product a lot of company a lot of companies are still using the basic features because they're still doing a lot of things in an old way and they're still changing it takes time and we're mostly our goal really for the next couple of years is enhance the the way we're training our users implementation uh, the way we're bringing you step by step and type of user so kind of a giving a structure for you to have that journey into revisto step by step advancing and taking advantage of revisto fully because if you're just using 10 or 20 percent it's great it gives you a lot of efficiency but imagine if you're going to do 60 70 or 80 percent of the you know uh capacity of the product you'll be you'll be a superstar just like you have been in uh, in your oh, in your company you. before coming here i mean doing with the same you know, same amount of people doing double or triple work because you have that much free time because you can do that much easier, better and faster. And I think that's a really important point that you mentioned around um, Revisto is not taking away the experience um, of the, the practitioners in the industry. It's enhancing the experience. The, the knowledge that the professionals in the industry have is enhanced, you know, to your point, they're given superpowers by using Revisto to do more with less time um, and make better decisions with more clarity because of the, the data is uh, centralized and shared so efficiently in the, the gaming technology. Um, I've witnessed firsthand those kind of unexpected changes that can happen in a project. Um, what kind of unexpected changes have you witnessed over this journey, this amazing journey that you've had with Revisto? What are the some of the kind of standout customer stories that you've heard from around the world um, that have just really kind of blown your, uh, your minds and really cemented this original vision that you had to change the construction industry? 
You know, the first, well, I'll tell because right now a lot of stories we have, of course, a lot of key um, things, but I think it'd be valuable to hear the first stories in the beginning when we were just developing Revisto and it was in 2000, I think 14 or 15, 15, I guess. Uh, there was, a, I do remember even the name of the company, Wide Architect Company uh, from Sweden. They've been building a very complex uh, hospital and they've been using Revisto for that project. And that's actually, I would say that hearing that story gave me that prove, and I mean, it proved me that the vision is the right, right? And this is exactly what we want to do in every single project is that enhanced collaboration. So they were share, sharing and telling us, can you imagine this is the first time we basically shared the project before construction design phase with with the doctors and nurses? And I'm like, why are you uh, shared with them? They're like, because... Yes, we're an architect. We're architect, but we don't know all the aspects of the hospital thing, right? I mean, even though we're we've been designing, but there are too many things that we don't know. So, in early stage of design, we shared that through uh, to to our you know the, 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 to to the doctor and, and doctors and um, uh, nurses that have been working with us on design phase that they would give us the feedback, and they didn't even come to our office. We shared, and they open up on their iPads, and they would actually walk through, and we could do even camera sharing, walk through together, talk to them, and then they would kind of say, okay, this is narrow, this should be wide because you know the patient cannot be in that environment, so on and so forth, and they're like we. We have gained so much from that collaboration in design phase that give us a lot of power and make the product project complete and uh, pretty ideal in the end of the day when we uh, launch the construction uh, so on and so on. So that was the one of the first stories that wowed me uh, when this collaboration happened, not just within industry, but with the people, with the users and users of the hospital just before coming uh, in, that into life. So that was like one of the, and another one in the early stages when uh, what that approved us and, and proved us that, you know, the gaming technology is the right thing and the the infra- interface we've been coming in, the UI and so on and so forth is the right, is when the company was sharing with us the stories when they were, um, in the beginning, their engineers were very hesitant to share uh, to work with, but you know, especially the engineers, you know, sixty over sixty years old or around sixty years old, and eventually when they tried it, they never get went back. They loved it, and they were basically it was a bulletproof because like engineers were always hesitant to take and and touch the Revit model because they were afraid to uh, to to break it and to do something wrong and it would mess up the whole project. And they were calling Revisto as bulletproof, uh, you know, model that you cannot break it because you you take it, you manipulate it, you do anything, but you don't break it, and it's so intuitive. So these are you know first, very first kind of uh, feedbacks that we've been receiving, and and it wowed me. Right now we have ton of feedback on numerous, of course, usages of Revisto that we can go on and talk about it. But I mean, these are two that actually engraved in my. Yes in my head uh, in the beginning of the journey. And, and, and that's that's really powerful, um, hearing about that um, story from uh, 
white architects and the hospital in, in Sweden. Um, that resonates with me in my own journey. Um, one of the first projects that I uh, did Revista on um, all those years ago was a hospital, and it was using a laptop with a um, Oculus uh, Gen 1 VR headset, and we were in the the, the room with the clinicians. Um, we were showing them the new design, and they're like, why have we got two hand bases? We only ever use one. We don't need the second one. We know it's in the healthcare design standards, but we don't need it. So um, you know, just mitigating um, those simple little things and to um, make it efficient in the process and um, not get all the way through to construction where they've put all the pipework in the wall and they've bought the hand base and then they decide that they don't need it because that's the first time they get to see it. it it's so powerful. And um, again, thank you for bringing Revisto into this world. It's, it's changing the lives of so many people in the construction industry. It's, it's so powerful. It's so truly a teamwork. It's truly a teamwork. It's not just me. It's 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 a hard work of entire team from developers who are very committed to uh, to their work to customer service people. You know, to you, uh, to our sales guys as well. Everyone is committed to. Uh, to my opinion, in our companies, is is number one thing is is that that vision of changing the industry to the to its best, and then the rest is is coming yeah. with it. Absolutely. And and now that we're into a new year, uh, what are you looking forward to this year? What, what's kind of the um, the big number one ticket? Um, there's a number of exciting initiatives um, on the go at Revisto. Um, but what are you looking forward to this year? Oh, a huge year for us uh, is expected. Uh, we are so excited that I'm, I'm not going to be able to right now talk what we're bringing, but to announce all the goodies that we're bringing in uh, in our RevUp as as the second uh, global user conference, which is going to be in Denver in March. Uh, so we're excited to kind of announce the things we're going to be bringing with the, our next uh, release uh, on that event and bringing again, uh, you know, world from uh, from glo global kind of uh, speakers, uh, number one speakers and number one people, uh, best people from the industry to share their ideas, share their stories uh, without any uh, brackets because in our event anybody can talk uh, about any product anything and any um, uh, workflows that would enable and and make our um, um, industry better so i'm really looking forward to see that crowd a second time and um, uh, spend some time with them and another big thing is 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 again it all all about the development thing is what we're going to be bringing in um in the end of this year hopefully uh and you know that better than me what we're working on so uh these are it's all about development stuff it's all about you know great stuff and another thing that i can talk is what i just mentioned already is I'm excited to see how we're going to change the way we're training our users, uh, change the way we're implementing Revisto and giving a lot of automated tools that we're going to be building and giving to the users and enhancing their path uh, using Revisto in so many different ways. So these are uh, for sure uh, three things which, which are very excited for me and uh, I'm really looking forward to see that all during this year. Yeah, it's going to be a big year and it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. It's going to be a lot of hard work, but um, collaboration is a lot of fun. Um, particularly as when usual. you've got a good team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, as usual. I'm just going to have a quick look at it to see if there was any other final kind of things. Um, you know what I want to tell you about but, the coffee thing? Let me yeah. just go back. If you, if you want to do a parallel, 
why you know on a coffee thing i would say i'm 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 finding always the best coffee not just because of the you know it has nothing to do with the price and stuff but the best from flavors and stuff uh and uh, experimenting and 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 doing that because it's it's great in the same time if you're uh taking that approach it actually comes from the approach of the company because my all my all these years what i've been doing is finding the the greatest people in the industry who are committed to what we're committed and bringing into revisto so the quality of the people is is something that we're committed and have been committed and are going to be committed for years to come because i i truly believe that with the right team and with a quality team with the right ambience in in a team we're going to we're going to do a lot of good stuff and which thankfully we managed to do and managed to build that that um in in our company in our team absolutely and and that's a a brilliant way to um probably round off our first ever podcast um for revisto um and i cannot think um you know more highly enough of the analogy of having great people just like having great beans um you get a good product and finding them yeah it's very important to find them it's not just having but find them and then just and and match them because you can have a great professional but it's not matching with the culture and nothing but you know bringing and finding them and then every diamond that you found you know bring into a team that enhance the team this is a great and this is actually my my main work uh along with the you know product development uh, and enhancement that i'm i'm very passionate about as you know so not not only are you an amazing CEO um, at Revisto, um, a top chef um, barista, and I, I think those qualities um, resonate in your work life as well as in your per- personal life. Um, and I've seen that firsthand. And um, it, again, thank you for um, stepping up for the plate to be um, interviewee number one in Percolating Collaboration. Um, we've got an exciting lineup of um, people um, that we'll interview throughout the year, um, and uh, we look forward to sharing more stories um, from around the, the world um, about construction, about collaboration, um, and it doesn't just necessarily have to center around um, Revisto um, either. My pleasure, Jason, and thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.